Welcome in, Thursday edition, Three Dudes with a View. I'm Del County Dude number three. This is our last show of the week. <clears throat> there is a lot going on this weekend, folks. Uh, we're not going to talk about it all here today. We will talk about it at 11 o'clock tomorrow on WKRM, our sister station. Uh, but among other things, we will be broadcasting the Christmas parade right here from the front porch of Front Porch Radio. Uh, Clayton... Clayton Harris and George Hamilton will be uh, up on the porch broadcasting as the parade goes by. I will be out in the parade talking to people. It, uh, let's see. We're going to start coverage at, what, 545? About 545, yes, The parade will get started at 6 o'clock. It'll head down West 7th Street. Uh, in the opposite direction of the Mule Day Parade, it'll head towards the courthouse, uh, and then um, they'll have the lighting of the tree. All right, and that's dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Dale. All right. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude on Wednesday and Thursday, Debbie Matthews, how are you? Good morning. So good to be here with everybody. All right. Well, we've got another very special guest I'm going to introduce in just a minute. Um, I don't know whether I'll share with you that last night uh, at my dinner table I had two Yale Law School grads, and they were here because one of them had gone to undergraduate, uh, uh, was, was a classmate of my daughter's at Yale uh, a few years back, and so they all got back together, but it's an interesting conversation to hear what, I say they're young people, but they're well into their 30s now, and uh, it's uh, the doors that are open to them and the things that they've done. Uh, are truly truly incredible and it, it was fun to just be there and, and hear about all of that um, you know contrary to popular belief the uh, girls at Yale do shave uh, they, uh, <laughs> they it's it's I, I suspect it's a lot more woke than it was when my daughter was there uh, and of course, the Yale Law School has always been woke, but these two weren't suffering from that. Um, it's uh, and and just I know people have there are a lot of myths about the Ivy League. Uh, one of the, I mean, what people don't know, I think, is that uh, ninety to ninety-five percent of Ivy Leaguers will major in either uh, English or history. And but then they go on to be hired by Wall Street, Silicon Valley, the, the whole nine yards, and are usually wildly successful. Uh, admission, you know, has its quirks, and there are lawsuits going on about that right now. I know, but um, what they do, there, there are a lot more people out there in the world who make a sixteen hundred on the SAT than most people realize. Uh, and what what they do is they weed out the ones who have uh, a vigorous, I mean, steroid size work ethic, work ethic. And so that that's that's the difference. Um, and so that's why people want to hire them because they they generally have this amazing work ethic. Uh, Sort of bordering on unhealthy, almost. But, yeah. So, but anyway, you've been in, you've been enlightened quite a bit being around those Yale graduates, right, Dell? Well, I didn't know a lot about the Ivy Leagues, no. Uh, and yeah. uh, but like I said, it, it's the, the conversation was just interesting. You know, they, yeah. they've been you know they've been out to California working with high tech. They've been uh, fellowship in Europe to you know talk about. Um, how professionals worldwide can get together to solve the world's problem. I mean, just, just, uh, just really interesting stuff. There, there are a lot of it's just interesting to be able to sit there and listen to the conversation. Yeah, they have a higher level of of contributing to the community to the world. And like you say, a lot of them major in English and history go on to be writers, broadcasters, 
and people that do contribute to overall society uh, because they are on the higher thinking order than than most people. So they congregate and, and they collaborate well across the globe, not just in the in this country, across the globe. Well, uh, most of them do. I mean, there's some of what the Yaleys are uh, always thrilled to point out that what Ted Kaczynski went to Harvard. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and as I said, 95% of them do major in English or history, but yet, you know, they're immediately hired by Wall Street and uh, Google for jobs that, you know, are almost engineering-type jobs or mathematically-based jobs. And the reason they do is that these, you know, give these kids two months and they'll figure all that out. So... Uh, yeah, but I think a lot of them, Del, there, there's an intrinsic good to doing things that are good for people and wall street appeals to some of them but wall street may not appeal to a lot of them you know wall street is about making money making profit and a lot of the intrinsic value in their belief system is about doing good for people you you definitely have some of those and um like i said my you know my impression is that that they're becoming more woke but um but you know you have some of those, but the vast majority of them, at least in the in the beginning, uh, and and I have observed just listening to my daughter and her friends that a lot of them are getting on an exit ramp somewhere and maybe going into things sort of like what you're talking about, Mister York. But at least in the beginning, you know, I guess they got the student loans like everybody else. Uh, they'll head for Silicon Valley uh, or Wall Street and make some money for a few years. And um, for the most part, there are some who go straight, uh, straight into things like divinity school and uh, social work and uh, work uh, work in the community for those that need help and that kind of thing. They're there. Usually, they make a little money for a few years and then they get into that kind of thing. Um, and so there you go. I just thought I'd share that because it's an interesting opportunity that not all of us have, and it was just a, just an interesting occasion. That's, that's all I can say. All right, we have got a very special guest, uh, Mr. Gabe Howard, Murray County Commissioner, newly elected. How you doing, Gabe? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me this morning. Uh, thank you to Murray County for listening in Middle Tennessee. Uh, excited to be here with you all this morning. Now, Gabe, what's, what is your district? I'm in uh, District 8. Uh, with the rezoning or remapping of the districts, uh, District 8 used to go way down into Kolioka. Uh Today, it basically, um, you know, Tom J. Hitch over to the east side of the county, all the way up into all of the new growth in uh, Spring Hill, Murray County side. And where's the southern end of it? The southern end is uh, kind of the Salmill Pike area. Um, uh, there's kind of a hard line there, and then that actually turns into the new District 9, which, uh, you know, again, used to all be District 8. Kind of went down almost to that southern tip of Kolioka uh, right. previously. But you no longer, I mean, District uh, 8 no longer includes Kolioka. It does not. It's, it's it more the not. northern, the it, northeastern end of the county. That's correct. It's uh, uh, northeast side, and like I said, uh, a big chunk of where the new development is on the Spring Hill, uh, Murray County side. So what what committee did you end up on? So uh, I'm on the the budget committee and the building committee. Um, That was the two committees that were really important to me, you know, making sure that the buildings we're building are generationally going to still be here when my grandkids are here. Um, and then budget-wise, you know, getting in and understanding our county finances, what is it that we need to do, what is it that we need to make sure of. And, um, I mean, it's truly been enlightening, you know, just we're barely getting our feet wet um, and, and understanding all of the different aspects of, you know, what county government really is and what can we do. And, um, you know, I chose to not seek any, uh, you know, chairmanship uh because I think there's a there's an opportunity, and sometimes your voice can be lost through the chairmanship, um, you know, and kind of guiding the way that you know, and directing the way you think that the votes need to go. Um, so you know, I'm excited to be part of both uh, both committees, and 
um, a lot of different things going on in both of them. And so, um, so you were you at the planning meeting Monday night? I was. So there was what was the development? This is off Keedron Road. It's a new development that was put forth at the Murray County Planning Commission Monday. So this is a county project, and they came in with what eight hundred and seventy one houses is what no. they wanted. No, but it didn't end that way. It ended at two, right? Two hundred. So. You know, this is one of those opportunities we really got to step back and look at. Sometimes when we say no, a plan comes back that's very different. Absolutely. Um, And so you look at the Keedron Road development plan, while as we're all sitting back and we're looking at 800-plus homes versus 293, that sounds really good. Um, The changes that were made to the development – were significantly different. The amenities, the fire station, you know, gifting of land, uh, you know, kind of that that carrot that uh, you know we're starting to see more and more, you know, dangled. And and also, I think that's really a good thing. I think the developers are seeing the value of what they need to, uh, you know, add and bring to our community as as being a you know being a part of it. Um, but. The development that they brought forth, uh, you know, I think it was two ninety three, and don't don't quote me on those exact numbers, but um, and then you know there's sixty seven acres at the Keedron Road part of it that they want to hold on to, with the hope it seemed as if you know maybe Spring Hill would annex it, and then they could continue to you know stack some higher density houses in there so um, I, I think it's good conversation I think the the planning commission members um, on that topic alone spent I mean three and a half hours uh, going through the development um, you know the the chairman does a great job of letting the community members get up and speak he doesn't really cap the time. Um, and so, you know, they are devoting a lot of time to making sure that decisions are being done in the right way. I thought there was a lot of good conversation. Um, you know, at the end of it, uh, they did, base, the, the applicant did uh, postpone until January. Um, and they've got, you know, a page worth of conditions. They've got to come back before that body. Um, and, you know... I guess the other thing that's really important to understand about that development, they have a land use right. Um, essentially, aside from some of the maybe the conditions that the Planning Commission you know, put forth as part of the zoning regulations, there's not a whole lot that can be done. Because okay. one acre, one house. Yeah. Gabe well, that- Howard, you were elected uh, in August. You've been on the job three months now. Do you feel like the dog who caught the car yet? <laughs> hey, yes. I, he said he put his feet in. I'm like, you went into the deep end, yeah, baptized we're, we're, first thing. We're, we're pretty deep. Uh, you know, I decided when I was going to run that I was going all in. And, you know, I feel like uh, that's what I do. And I know there's a lot of sacrifices in my family. And, you know, my wife, uh, she, she wears a lot of the burden with our kids. And, you know, I'm thankful for that. Um, but... We're, uh, we got a lot to do. There a lot go. going All on right. in Murray County. All right, we're going to come back on the other side of the break, and what we're going to talk about today are uh, impact fees that the county passed a resolution about Monday night, and we're going to talk about the uh, proposal to build a new courthouse where the Daily Herald building used to be. So let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorsales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. By the way, Mike over there on the board. Happy birthday, big man. Happy birthday, Happy Mike. Birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Hopefully have a great day with it. 30, 30, 30 35, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, times I, a couple. I, I, saw 20, I saw 26, I think. 26. Boy. <laughs> Uh, keep keep the bidding going, folks. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday. Thanks again. Reg- regular special guest dude on Wednesday and Thursday, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Good morning. And I just it's it's a it's a pleasure to be with everybody. But Mike is special. I mean, he takes care of us every day when we come in. That coffee pot is ready to go. I mean, the small details. Mike, I appreciate you. Yes. Happy birthday, sweet friend. I, I agree. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thanks, right. thanks again. Having fun. And our guest today is 8th uh, District Commissioner for Murray County, Gabe Howard. Good morning, Gabe. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Murray County. Good morning, Middle Tennessee. All right. I think the first thing you said you want to talk about was uh, impact fees at the uh, Tom Price News this morning. I heard that the commission passed on Monday night a resolution in favor of impact fees. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, you know, it, it, we, what we actually did was uh, the previous commission um, towards, I, I guess, the end of uh, last year also submitted this exact same resolution. Um, 
And so we uh, brought it before the the new commission, if you will, and uh, essentially voted on that same resolution with the hope and desire that the resolution, once it becomes a House bill, is not modified and changed um, to only include Murray County. You know, we there's been a lot of thought about is that what you know could have affected the passing of the bill. We, we've heard a lot of things. You know, hey, it's an election year. Um, the bill was really changed, you know, from what the original resolution was. Um, but it's it's a first step to say, hey, Murray County, we're going to fight for impact fees. Um, we need them. It's it's not a it's not a, a request. It's not a want. It's a I, I don't see there being any other way. And so um, it, it's been interesting the reaction. Uh, I think there's a lot of misunderstandings about impact fees. I think there's a lot of misinformation about impact fees. Um, you know, I think there's just a lot of different pieces of it. So I've been spending the last, you know, several weeks in preparation of trying to uh, get get in front of some of those things. And uh, we've launched a platform. Um, if you go out to impactfeestn.com, you can sign up to receive updates uh, we're, we're hoping, uh, you know, the, the county did uh, also approve a resolution to help fund the campaign and initiative, you know, at $20,000. And that also may include, you know, bringing in a lobbyist group to help us, you know, get this uh, get this passed. Um, but again, that's impactfeestn.com. Go out there, sign up um, as soon as the campaign Growth Pays for Growth is launched. You'll receive uh, information on how you can write letters in support. Um, and, and, you know, ultimately just reach out if there's any questions because, like I said, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what an impact fee is. And, you know, ours is specifically going to education, um, you know, at this time because that's the – Okay. And for, th- for those of you, just to sort of lay the background on this, impact fees, folks, are a – a fee or a tax, if you will, whatever you want to call it, on new development. Uh, and it's uh, we're talking about residential development, Gabe, right? That's it, correct. Yeah. It can affect and, commercial as well, but residential. Yeah, basically, uh, uh, the figure I've been heard is about three dollars per square foot, uh, which would be payable by the developer to the county for each house they put up, and that money would go to Murray County or whatever county is affected. Uh, in, in this case, for schools, uh, and the idea is that growth should pay for growth. Otherwise, uh, existing property holders in the county, not the new ones, uh, have to pay for the schools that are required for the new development. And we've just seen this here in Murray County, where a significant property tax increase has been passed in the last three, four months uh, to pay for the schools for anticipated growth and uh and and in i think it was actually just for one school building one structure was the property tax yeah whatever but we just had a significant property tax increase and so the idea here is to avoid raising taxes on existing property holders who aren't building any houses who aren't buying any houses and to shift the burden to the new property owners, the new development, uh, and, and it's just a question of basic fairness. Last year, Scott Specky and the uh, the Murray County Commission with, uh, supported and went to the the legislature. Now, that's the other part of the equation here. Murray County, uh, we are told, has to have the uh, enabling legisla- legislation from the Tennessee legislature before the Murray County Commission can en- enact an impact fee. Actually, any any tax of any kind that a county levies or a city levies has to go through approval at the state level to enact that tax. And just to put a little bit of information on this as well is Williamson County has an impact fee that when new residences are built, about $25,000 per rooftop is 
given as an impact fee into the county for an education fund. So Williamson County has had this for a long time, and it enables them to build a school. I believe, I understand, every three years automatically pays for a new school about every three years. And and to date, uh, just also to put it into perspective, just the education impact fee in Williamson County has generated over $90 million. Yeah. Um, it's a good idea. But last year at the legislative session, Murray County, behind Scott's picky, went up there and asked the legislature to approve an impact fee for, for Murray County, and they declined. So what Gabe's talking about now, the, the resolution passed Monday night, is the first step in uh, regrouping and going back to the legislature uh, this coming uh, spring and attempting to get an impact fee enabling legislation passed for Murray County. Hey, hey, Gabe, is there any uh, effort to see if other counties also want to get on board of raising uh, impact fees? Gr- great question, Mr. York. So one of the things that, you know, we have been working really hard to do, and um, our mayor, uh, Sheila Budd is also reaching out to the other counties. I've been also reaching out um, to some of the other counties that we connected with at our uh, uh, county uh, commissioner training called uh, TCAS. Um, so what, when you look at the high-growth counties, you've got uh, Rutherford, Sumner, Wilson, um, and I'm forgetting one. Uh, I, th- I, I think Shelby is looking at this as well because of the Ford plant coming in, but but in Middle Tennessee. Correct. uh, And so one of the things that is super important in moving this forward is we need 51 votes. Um, We have, you know, two uh, state representatives in Murray County. And so one of the things that, I mean, absolutely, we've got to reach out. We've got to also help people understand what it is. One one thing that I want to make sure of is... An impact fee is a fee. It is not a tax of the people. It's no different than um, you going and and buying a, a meter tap um, as part of your building process. Um, that is, you know, the the piece that I've seen through what's going on with the city of Columbia is the city of Columbia through the developments that they approve they are able to connect those infrastructure upgrade fees from the developers. Hey, we need a a larger sewer line. Okay, well, the developer has to increase that size. Hey, there needs to be a larger water, uh, you know, water line. And one of the things that they're actually uh, looking at and will start doing soon is um, an overall impact to their wastewater treatment facilities. And so as a county... We don't have that ability through funding our schools. And so, you know, I've heard a lot of different questions and a lot of different, you know, folks saying, um, hey, this is going to slow down growth. Well, Williamson County, um, it's not slowed down growth. And, you know, to Debbie's point, um, they actually have multiple impact fees, just so we're also clear on that. They've got... Uh, educational impact fees. They've got road impact fees. Um, you know, Williamson County 30, 30 plus years ago was smart and they saw the growth coming to Williamson County. Um, they adopted, uh, I think it was 1987, their uh, private acts. And um, whenever the current uh, County Powers Act was, was passed and um, you know they were basically exempt from that uh, because they they held their own you know private acts, um, and so I, I think there's also been a lot of question about that. Hey, Williamson County gets it, why can't we get it? Um, and so it, they're the Middle Tennessee Home Builders Association several years ago, and I know everybody talks about that lawsuit. Um, what that lawsuit was actually about was Williamson County increasing the impact fee um you know they they had some big consultants come in from the outside and and basically lay out that um you know the current impact fee was insufficient and and so we've just uh you know i think that there's been 
everyone should have seen this coming to Murray County, um, and I mean that with all due respect. Uh, we should have been looking at this, you know, six plus years ago. But here we are today, and all we can do is move forward and make sure that we get this get this passed. But uh, well, uh, let, let me, in defense of Murray County and the City of Columbia, City of Columbia also did a unanimous resolution in two thousand in nine or ten and we went hat in hand to the state legislature and said we need impact fees and they looked at us at the time and said there's a moratorium on those we're not going to enact any of those anymore okay so we knew we knew the temperature uh mayor getner mayor dickey the rest of the city council we were there trying to do that you know um and then last year it it it, it it's it's beyond needed and Williamson County had to go the legal route and sue, and they won that lawsuit. And we may have to get to that point. I don't know how many more years we can delay it or kick the can. So yeah, what what Gabe <clears throat> what Gabe's talking about though is maybe some misinformation out there about that lawsuit. They already had an impact fee. The question was only the amount of it, and that's what the lawsuit was about. And people may ask, now how did uh, Williamson County get an impact fee? And the answer is these things. The in the legislature, the windows of opportunity to get impact fees uh, over the years have come and gone. Some legislatures haven't really cared that much about it, as long as it the uh, it only affected a discrete number of counties or one county, and the representatives from that county were good with it. Then they they passed it. Uh, but in recent years, uh, a a storm. I mean, a storm of lobbyists representing development interests across the state have descended on the legislature and uh, caused the legislature to declare a moratorium. So the answer is Williamson County got through the gate years ago when the gate wasn't closed. Today the gate is apparently closed and we're trying to pry it open. But Gabe, uh, uh, something else that happened in Williamson County. I worked up in Williamson County with the telephone company and was was affected by the the amount of growth and subdivisions and stuff that they were billing. They had an economic development group that was superb. They recruited businesses from all over the world it, to also balance the residential living where people could have jobs in Williamson County. So they got really a twofer. They they recruited a lot of businesses of all types, and they had a tremendous amount of residential growth going on. But, I mean, it was so bad, we could hardly keep up with daily installations. Uh, we were behind trying to keep up with, with and the And I'm sure that hasn't got any better. Right. right. Well, and also, it's either the tail wagging the dog or the dog wagging the tail. When you have great schools and a great school system and money going in to afford great school systems, it attracts yeah. awesome businesses for the workforce. Yeah. But what I'm have, saying, Debbie, they had somebody yeah. that was no, actively you, engaged in recruiting yes. businesses. Well, we, and we, do, we do as well, Jim, the city and the county. You're absolutely correct, Mr. York. One thing that I think is really important for us and uh, you know, for us to look at is we need jobs, we need businesses that people here in Murray County do not have to leave our community and go to Williamson County, do not need to go to Davidson County. You go look at Bear Creek Pike in 65, and that's a travesty. That should have been a business district. That should have been corporate headquarters right there at the interstate. And it is now all residential. Um, you know, that's why we've got to be looking at this 30,000 foot view. We got to look at the big picture. We got to follow what our comprehensive growth plans really state. And, you know, we need to change them. If, if we're not going to follow them, let's change them to what they are. But, um, I agree with you 100%. The one last thing I'll say to that, Mr. York, is those, those jobs, those corporations also bring people here, and we have to also keep looking at that because the answer is not also just keep bringing corporate America here because those people bring kids, they bring families, they bring needs for houses. So, and um, schools. And, and schools, that's right. But I, I definitely agree with you. All right, let's take a break and come back. We'll talk more.
This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. Wear this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater and make zero payments for 12 months. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Tennessee. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. I think we need to sing that okay. next time. Yeah, welcome back. So. Three News with a View. I'm doing number three, Delta Kennedy. Do number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Delta. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Now, Clayton, you've got kids in, in public schools. What do you think about all this? Well, <clears throat> I have a daughter at Columbia Central High School. She's a freshman. And then I have a son that's at Kalioka. Um, I mean, Kalioka's in the five-year plan. I mean, they're 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 talking about building a separate elementary school. So, uh, you know, how are we going to afford that? How are we going to pay for that? Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I really hope these impact fees uh, are, are able to happen, but I, I'm kind of with Debbie at a point that you know, at some point, we may just have to may just have to sue the state. It's time. It's time. So. But, but Gabe, the whole thing, like you know, Murray County has to has have its own DNA and how it grows and develops. It can't all it can't duplicate Williamson County necessarily. That's right, and that's a good thing. But Williamson County's motto was, "We gonna have growth with jobs," 
And they did all they could. Like I said, they had a superb economic development group that recruited all over the world. And they had people from all parts of the world to bring businesses to Williamson County. And I'll tell you, Mr. York, you know, Murray County also has that same, uh, you know, I think we've got a great economic development, uh, you know, board and, and um, Murray Alliance and all that they're doing. They are bringing you know businesses to murray county uh we recently the commission got the opportunity to to tour uh jc ford here in murray county um you know they've invested you know 70 plus million dollars um they're going to be bringing a, a ton of jobs here but also they're hiring murray county residents um you know and i think that's something really important um you know for us to continue to look at uh the thing that I think is is really important for us, and you know, it continues down that same path of how do we pay for our schools. Um, we're in a hole right now. You know, we're in a foxhole. We got to figure out how to dig our way out of it. I, I believe that we've got a county commission that does care. Um, we're going to have to make some really hard decisions that um, you know may not be popular. I think that. The biggest thing that I've seen over the last six to nine months, um, people are getting involved here in Murray County. Um, they're showing up to the the planning commission on the city side. They're showing up to the planning commission on the, the county side. Um, we've got to figure out a solution. I mean, schools are, um, I mean, the utmost highest priority of, of you know, funding and, and, and making sure that we're um, continuing to have a good place and a good education for our kids to go to school at. Um, I have an announcement that nobody knows yet about that. Uh, the Republican Party met last night, and we voted that we're moving our monthly meeting to the fourth Thursday of the month, starting in 2023. So we are not in conflict with the Murray County Planning uh, uh a committee so that we can be at these planning meetings. That, this is how serious that, we're taking this. Okay, that, that's let's, let's move around the room just so say how, good morning, everybody, one more time. Mr. Jimmy Horton, dude number one, good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews, how are you? Good morning. And very special guest, uh, Murray County 8th District Commissioner Gabe Howard. Good morning, Del. Good morning, Murray County. Good morning, Middle Tennessee. All right, let's... Uh, you know the impact fees, and and I I will tell you that uh, I have yeah I've been to the legislature a number of times over the years, and I went up with the commission uh, just to show my support in front of the committee, in front of the Senate committee, uh, to uh, attempt to get the impact fee passed out of that committee. And you know I was going to something where they were going to have a hearing on a bill that would only affect Murray County. Both our legislatures, legislators, um, um, Scott Sapicki and the, the one who Joey knows. Hensley, Joey Hensley, and the other one, um, I can't remember his name now, but he's Michael Curcio. Yeah, was Michael at the Curcio, time, but at the time. whose district has changed, and he no longer represents this district. But all, all three of them uh, had signed off, and I thought, okay, you know, only affects one county. Reps from the county are good with it. What's the problem? You know. Mm-hmm. And I stepped into that hall outside the committee room, and there was a sea of lobbyists, mm-hmm. a sea of lobbyists. And they, I mean, pro- going upward, uh, somewhere toward 50. And uh, and they were all representing, you know, these home builders and real estate interests and development interests across the state who somehow saw this bill affecting only one county as a threat to them, even though they live in Anderson County or whatever, you know. And uh, I, it was shocking, and it had its effect. Uh, and that's what we're going to be up against again next spring in the legislature. You know what? But Williamson County last year said this is the development here and the people of Williams County, old Williamson County, said our county's not here anymore. The growth has overtaken it to every square inch of what was rural farmland in Williamson County is gone. So we as a county commission in Williamson County are going to change the growth plan that you have to have five acres in the county to build. And that is going to get developers' attention when counties start doing that because 
um, you know, the growth is is just so much on fire. Now, what really shocked me when we were up there, Delk, in January, February, March, and April for these hearings was every time they'd look at us and say, well, just don't approve the development. If you can't afford new schools, then don't approve the development. It's completely in your hands. You know, and and the county was looking at the state legislature going, it is not in our hands because these are being approved through the city of Columbia. And and so there's a disjoining there between the city and the county that we've got to get on the same page of how we're going to grow. You, you know, one of the things that I think is really important with that, and one thing that I've been consciously trying to make sure of, is there needs to be unity across um, our community. There needs to be unity at the city level, the county level, the school board level. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping to continue this conversation of better together um, because ultimately one thing that I've noticed is the more I get to know, you know, some of the, the folks on the City of Columbia Planning Commission, um, I think everybody has a different understanding of of what it is and why maybe they approve things you know i think there's there might be one member that um thinks every yes to every house that's built here is tax dollars well the misunderstanding there is for every one dollar that is paid in in property tax it costs the county about a dollar thirty um and i mean that is no way to to run a business and i know mr york one time before i said we need to run our county a little bit more like a business and those are the things that I mean by we need to be conscious of the you know the money coming in and the money going out. And you, you look at even our archive, Murray County Archives. Tom Price does such an amazing job over there. Um, they actually have their own impact fee, if you will, um, that uh, allows them where previously they're storing all of these archival files through. Um, the courthouse and other, you know, uh, marriage license, death certificates at no cost forever. And so one of the things that now, you know, when you go and you get, you get a lawsuit or whatever, there's a document fee there. Um, that's the things that I think we need to be always continually looking at because that's a cost to the taxpayers and we need to make sure that, you know, even that, that initiative there is funding its own initiative and, and you know mission that it has so um john fleming's office does a great job of that too you know it funds right. itself and, right and, and, okay and, well bottom line though gabe how, how many houses how many schools are we talking about in the next five years well there, there's a that's one of the hard parts of looking at the variables that go into this uh we're working on a i've been working on a dashboard that would show um, what that looks like from the school system standpoint, because I, I think there needs to be transparency in these conversations. There needs to be a uh, a level of you know community involvement uh, because you've got kids coming out, you've got kids coming in, you've got on the books right now today fifteen thousand you know five hundred somewhat houses that um, don't have permits pulled, but they're approved. Yes, um, and if is, you look, is that in Columbia or Spring Hill or both? That is in Columbia um, through uh, uh, through annexations, uh, and actually, I think a, a chunk of that is uh, Murray County uh, on the Spring Hill side too. But um, what about City of Spring Hill? You know, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know that. Um, so that's going to be an additional number for, for the county. Yes, that, that's correct. That's correct. Okay. So, so again, I, I think that. And when you said fifteen thousand five hundred units approved, not permits pulled, but units approved is a better way to put it. That's but correct. if you have just two people in the fifteen thousand five hundred, that's thirty-two thousand or whatever, thirty-six five thousand. Our current population of Columbia is forty thousand. So this is a doubling. And I believe we've got. I believe we've got. For less than fifteen thousand existing households in Columbia, that, right that's now. correct. And, Which took two hundred plus years to get to exactly. And, and Gabe, I've been told that Spring Hill has got uh, almost a similar number approved. Yes, so yes. It's been hard to pin anybody down on these numbers, but well, best I can tell, it's somewhere between twenty-five and thirty thousand all in, with Spring Hill and Columbia included. And of course, Spring Hill schools. I mean, houses that are located within the city of Spring Hill on the Murray County side, right? 
We're going to have to build schools for them. Exactly. All right, so Gabe, how many schools? Because I want to move on to the Herald Building. Well, I've heard everything from 7 to 13 schools. That's double. Well, that's 50% of our current inventory. 35 million apiece, something like that. I don't don't think we can build a school for $35 million. We have have 23 schools currently, guys. That's the number. And we're talking about adding another 50% of schools right now. What are you thinking about a school? Let's see, that Spring Spring Hill High School is going to clock in at about $90 million, isn't it? Oh, 110 uh, over 100 um yeah. so one of the things that you know I, I think that the school the school board is also looking at now how are how do we build the schools that we build are they going to be uh collective schools where you've got elementary middle high um i think they're moving completely away from that but um you know i think battle creek is you know going to be a hundred million dollars so that's new high school in spring hill all right we're about to wrap up here let's cut touch on the daily herald building while we've got gabe the plan was and the old commission did this folks and they were good people but i hate to say i told you so but that's exactly where we're headed uh the daily herald building the, the county purchased the daily herald building and the surrounding land for about a million eight dollars it was a perfectly good building it had a new roof the hvac was all in good order and the building was basically a shell that could be built in as needed the old commission uh got spencer hewitt this uh, hewlett spencer hewitt spencer whoever they are who are becoming infamous around the state for their uh, inability to to bring anything in at remotely the price they uh promise and they're the ones who said we could build the battle creek school for 75 or 79 million and now it's clocking in at 110 million uh so they and got, they're out of the picture yeah they got their dirty little mitts into this new courthouse thing uh, and told the old commission they could build a new courthouse for Murray County for $30 million. Well, that ain't going to happen, people, and the, the bills are starting to come in. And so with site work and with purchase price, we got $4 million into, what, a two-acre piece of dirt down there, Gabe? Is that basically it? That's right. Um, you know, I, I was obviously a uh, outspoken... Um, as a candidate, you know, regarding this project, I asked the previous commission to, hey, pump the brakes, let's do this right. We, we don't even have a, a steering committee that's approved any plans. Um, you know, the judges um, are not, you know, currently happy with the current plan. Let's just pump the brakes. And, you know, unfortunately, that was not the case. No, uh, we tore down a perfectly good building, we, 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 and now I mean, we got I mean, a dirt we, lot. We, they, they moved dirt uh, before they left office. They approved it. The uh, old commission did it. And uh, so, so the lot has now, now, $4 million? Right. Are we talking yeah, about the dirt yeah. lot to tear it down? The dirt. Yeah, the dirt we're $4 million. million. Dollars. So, so here's where we're at. We got a minute, yeah. Here's where we're at. Um, we still have not seen uh, an approved set of plans. Uh, we do not have currently an approved uh, budget number from Bell. Um, you know, it is my understanding in January we'll have more of that information. Um, the steering committee, uh, you know, from the judicial side has had a part of making sure that, uh, you know, what what the building needs um you know their requests are in there so hey, gabe, gabe we're, we're closing out and but folks um and gabe we're gonna have to get you back to talk about this some more but yeah clayton's over here nodding his head but what, what they the old commission thought that i will hewitt spencer told the old commission they could build it for 30 million that didn't even look remotely possible at this point we've called around other counties you know these things cost 50 60 70 million 80 million uh to do them right new courthouses and uh the atmosphere in the commission for it would be necessary to raise taxes again to finance such uh, a courthouse here in murray county and I, the political wind I'm feeling says I, that I, I don't believe that there's a commissioner that would vote for a property tax increase, although I can't speak for them.